0: back. <clears throat> Rerun. Welcome back. Welcome back. To another episode of Missing Wires. My name is Alex. My name is Jose. Thank you all for joining us. It means a lot. I appreciate anyone who's gotten value so far. And I'm glad that you guys have because for me and Jose it's been a just a plethora of valuable experiences only nine podcast episodes so far but uh many more good experiences have come from uh from the podcast being a thing so far so absolutely if you're out there listening bless you and thank you today on that note actually of of people being out there and being connected and sitting there listening to a couple friends connecting we're gonna talk about uh, loneliness and a couple other things that we think are, could be tied in and related to loneliness in some some form i think we'll dive into social media a little bit and then um a bit into the maybe the perspectives and the mental sides that go into loneliness and struggles of loneliness and you know all that jazz, everything encompassed. Um, this one kind of hits at a nice time for me because with the season changing recently, I've been hit with kind of a wave of uh, a slump, I've been calling it, but feeling like, you know, somewhat detached, um, somewhat depressed. Um, and for me, that is accompanied by loneliness usually. So this comes at a good time because I'm kind of feeling those feels right now. Um, and I like, you know, before we, before we had this, or before we started this conversation, you know, we're kind of looking into different things to, to discuss with regards to loneliness and kind of expanding our ideas. I kind of just want to dive right into social media stuff and my feeling around that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of actually plays in nicely to the fact that last episode we were talking about doom scrolling and yeah. kind of getting into all of that jazz and um, trying, to, trying to touch on positivity and, and, and whatnot, but ended up... Leading more into the into the realm of, I don't know, like uh, you
1: no, know. no, we got we were contrasting, we were contrasting, we were contrasting yeah. for sure. There's I a lot of the title that you dark chose. morbidity. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you are morbid. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I like that, but because for me, I think like it's a weird, a weird feeling, and I something that we actually discussed. Verbatim last episode was that the feeling of social media and looking at all this stuff turning life into this kind of spectatorship and this almost like, you know, this voyeurship, this like disconnected, like I'm not a part of this thing. Um, I'm just watching stuff happen. You know, I open social media and I can scroll, and sometimes I'll see a post from a friend, and then another time I'll see a post from somebody who I barely know. And like, or sometimes if I'm on like, you know, YouTube or like on Facebook, I'll see some news about yep. something or like, you know, something terrible, something tragic or whatever, you know. Um, and it just kind of creates, for me, I've felt this feeling of like disconnectedness. Um, and so one point that I really liked about what we were diving into when we were like seeking out more information about this topic actually with regards to social media was the um how one is using social media Mm -hmm. because i i personally like i think it's super important right because i the times where i am actually engaged with people on social media like you know we haven't spent a ton of time doing it but with um the missing wires instagram it's like you know just a little bit of time that i spent actually going to seek out content that i really like was interested in and thought was very applicable to some of the things that we've talked about yeah or just approaching the realm of things that we like to discuss um and actually left a comment and said some things to them that were genuine and um and or messaged them or you know something like that and like actually had just tried to leave like a real human imprint you know in the digital space yeah and it actually like it felt good, you know. Like I got done trying to do that and I was like, Oh, cool, okay, like I actually like used the tool for more than just I don't know, just sitting back and, and getting lost in the sauce, lost in the scroll. Um so I like that the concept of, you know, um, how you're using the tool is really really important. It's really gonna impact the effect that the tool in turn has on you, right? So if you're sitting there and you're not engaging with anything while you're on social media, then I think that the result would be, you know, more increased feelings of loneliness, right? And like, would would kind of lead to the um, often discussed paradoxical relationship that is social media, this thing that's designed to connect people, And then all of a sudden people that are using it are feeling more disconnected than ever and feeling, feeling lonely or feeling like they're missing out on something. Um, you know, there's a lot of different ways I think you can describe or sum up what people go through when it comes to a negative emotion or a negative experience when they're, um, engaging with social media. Yeah. Um, but it is kind of an interesting phenomena that I've, you know, I've heard a lot of people discuss it just kind of in passing. Some people say, say things kind of casually and ironically about like, oh, yeah, like whatever, like um, just something like saying like, yeah, social media, like blah, blah, blah. It's like it just helps me like, you know, mask the depression, but it's also like making my depression worse, like et cetera, like and yeah. kind of like making jokes about that. Um, so I don't know. It's kind of interesting but i but I like the the uh, the idea that how you're using it is important because mm-hmm. yeah, I think that you know, just getting lost in it, yeah, I think that's gonna it's gonna not do a lot for you. It's you a know?
1: bit counterproductive, yeah, and I don't think I think people kind of let things run away without giving too much thought to how it's impacting them. you know, someone might. Drink alcohol every day, or I don't know, do something unhealthy every day that maybe like doing it one day every now and then isn't that unhealthy and not a big deal and not going to like change a whole lot about your life. But then without proper care and awareness, all of a sudden it's just nonstop. And I think a lot of people do that with social media where it's like, oh, I'll go on for a little bit. I'll look at this. I'll look at that, whatever. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it turns into like any time that they're not actively doing something else, they're just like scrolling on their phone. Yeah. Or something. And, And it turns into this weird circle in your brain where like your brain, like you might even like pull out your phone and start scrolling without even being aware of it. Yeah, Like you just had an extra second. And so you're like, I'm pulling out my phone and, and it's so weird like to all of a sudden habitually be doing a process like that without even being aware of it. Yeah. And I think it does play a lot into awareness and, and that's where a lot of loneliness comes from in my opinion, because it's like okay, I'm not aware that I'm doing all of these things that are are negative for me, and then I'm wondering why I feel so disconnected all the time. Yeah. But you're just perpetuating all of these things. Yeah. And it can be really detrimental. Um. Oftentimes, the time when i the the times when I've been the loneliest in my entire life is like when I'm actually with somebody else. Yeah. And it's usually because they're so disconnected from me and I'm wanting a connection with them. Yeah. And then, and so then that sparks the awareness yeah. of like feeling really lonely. And I think it, I think it would be advantageous for a lot of people just to like sit down and like be aware of how they're using this tool. Like you've said, I think that like, I definitely screw up on this a lot where it's like, oh, I'm just like, I'm on this for no reason right now. Like I was waiting for like, you know, uh, the recent podcast to get done exporting. yeah, And it takes like a super long time sometimes. yeah. And so I'm like, I'm just doing whatever on my phone, but it's like not, and it's not like it's bad to like do that while I'm waiting. But I also noticed that it's like putting me in this weird place where I'm like, on there for no reason, you know? Yeah. And whereas I could be utilizing it as a tool, I could be engaging with someone, I could be getting um, meaningful connections and or pushing something forward yeah. in my life. Um, and obviously there's exceptions to that, like cat videos, um, <laughs> cute monkey videos, um, some dog videos, it depends on the type of dog. Yeah. Things like that but the exceptions don't make the rule, you know?
0: Yeah. I think this like, (laughs) (laughs) this, uh, moves towards something that came up when we were, uh, looking for more information regarding this topic that was named the displacement theory. And it's, it's just suggesting that time spent on social media is displacing time that could be spent on more genuinely social activities. Mm -hmm. Um, which is, of course, I think would be negated if you were actually engaging in a genuine, genuine social connection on your social media. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, could that same experience be more genuine if it was in person? Um, potentially, that would be interesting to look at. Like the you know, like if you could, yeah. if you could somehow create equivalent experiences like you know like like a video call between two people versus them having the same conversation yeah. in person totally and if you could just if there was some way to measure the impact of, and you know
1: mm-hmm. if and that
0: if that was a measurable thing you there know.
1: has been some studies on that yeah and um like i was telling you about our psychotherapist friend robin um she's talked to me about studies on that before yeah. of like in person things versus over a computer a video yeah and there does seem to be a difference but again i think it it's really going to pe- to depend on the person and their active engagement level yeah um it's just like you know zoom training classes and stuff like that if you're just sitting on zoom in a group full of people with an instructor and you're just completely zoned out like obviously you're not going to be getting Anything out of it, yeah, or very little. Yeah. Whereas, if you are one of the people in that Zoom who's like taking notes, raising their hand, yeah, actively engaging, providing like questions and feedback, you're gonna get a lot out of it, yeah. Um, I think it's it's fun how it all works in like. A way of like okay are you putting in effort no okay well you're not going to get anything out of
0: it yeah like yeah.
1: whether it's social media whether it's whatever anything. it is in your life yeah, anything, anything it's like yeah. okay if you're putting in effort in a constructive way and you're learning from what you're putting in you're going to get something back out of it and yeah. and just treating everything in life with moderation in that regard like it's I don't know there's so many cliche things that you could say that go along with it like, yeah <laughs> but just you know think about what you're doing on there and it's like okay well I could like go and hang out with my friend in person or I could you know like their post and comment on it which is like yeah. nice and engaging sometimes like when I see one of my friends do something really cool yeah that yeah. like oh I'm proud of them that's awesome. I'm really glad you got to go do that.
0: And depending on the friend, that might mean a lot to them.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and even if it doesn't mean a lot to them, I'd rather like, I'd rather do these things when I have the opportunity and I have the energy and hopefully help support them in some way. Um, That's a big one for me is like, I know how hard it is to be an artist or music producer or anything like that on social media and like, feel like you're making any headway yeah. in what you really want to do in life. Yeah. And so, when I see my friends do that, it's like I'm, I want to support them and I want to like yeah. actively check out what they're doing yeah. and see what I like about it and let them know how For I sure. feel about it. Uh, that type of stuff, I think, is like important engagement. But that's also like why we decided to do the podcast in person. Yeah, like because we could, we could have been doing this over the computer the entire time, and it honestly probably would have been easier to record that way and like do our stuff. Um, sure. Just with different softwares that are available, like that, um, might have been a little bit less effort. But like I personally, I get into a very different mindset. Like physically and mentally, same when I'm here with you in person, same. Big versus same. when I'm like talking to you on the phone or anything Big like same. that, like yeah. there's just there's no distractions. I'm here for this singular purpose, and I also feel like there's a a biological energy.
0: Yeah, hundred percent can't be replaced. Hundred percent, dude. Like, dude, like I can get on Discord in my boxers or naked. And just fucking, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I like, and I can, I can be like that and not clean up my place and like not do anything, you know, like, like when someone's coming over, it's like when you're coming over, I'm like, oh man, like I immediately want to clean some stuff up really quick. Like my fuck the coffee table is a fucking shithole before you showed up, dude. <laughs> like, you know, like I've been, like I said, I've been slumped this past week. So yeah. I've been kind of like slacking on some of the cleaning and, um, you know i was like jose is coming over man like i gotta i gotta i gotta tidy up a bit you know and like you're right there is a full like there's a there is a physical and biological energy that's going into i mean you taking action to come over here and getting prepared to come over here whatever that entailed
2: Mm -hmm.
0: whether that's you know doing something or you got all your music equipment together and that's it whatever it is right like you you like got prepared and made the decisions and took the actions to come over here right like there's a lot of like energy that's culminates in, in two people getting together, you know, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of choices that you yeah. made on the way, you know, that were all in the direction of just like coming together, like yeah. just, just being here together, you know? Um, so I, I like that. I like, I agree. I think that, um, it creates a good energy and I, I think it's less, it's less lonely. <laughs> it's a little
1: bit less lonely. It's a
0: little bit less lonely. Um, yeah. Which is which is beautiful, which is why we're here. You know, no one wants to be alone. I think um, some something that came up that was really interesting actually in the search for more information regarding this is that lonely can actually affect or being lonely can affect your health on like a very serious degree. Um, and it was saying stuff about like mental decline, um, and that chronic loneliness is related to mental decline and like all this like physical decline. Um, You can have lowered immunity and even an early death, increased risk of cardiovascular disease. Like all this stuff has been linked with chronic loneliness. (laughs) And And then it's like, it doesn't even say that those things are directly related to the mental stuff. The mental stuff comes after and says that loneliness can also contribute to depression and anxiety and cognitive decline. Yeah. It was really interesting. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I think it's really important actually to, I'm glad that we do this in person. I'm glad that we like actually get together and sit together and, you know. Yeah, me too. I get to see you and hear you in, in person and in a non-digitalized form. hmm So, um, I think that's probably an important part of, of not being lonely and maybe even relating to social media, you know, it's like, um, if you're interacting only on social media, like how, what is, the, what is the quality of those interactions? You know, like that was another thing that came up is that the, the quality of the interactions is worth more than the quantity of interactions. You know, so it's like having a thousand Facebook friends doesn't mean shit if you're not having any genuine interactions with any of them. Totally. Right. Um, something that also popped into my head a, a couple minutes ago, and I miraculously was able to maintain it in the back of my mind up until now, um, we've been talking about some of the, <laughs> we've been talking about some of the impacts um, that we've seen and or experienced personally and or vicariously, of using social media. Yeah. Um, I'm also curious about the, um, vice versa kind of of the impact of not using social media, in a world and culture where it's so dominant, where it's so predominant. So many people are using social media, that if you don't use social media whether or not you subscribe to this idea, like, you know, like I don't even want to accept this idea, but there is the feeling of missing out, you know, like you walk into a room and five people say, Oh my God, like you see this TikTok And they're like, yeah, I saw that TikTok," And like, and this other one that came before it and this other one, yeah. you know, it's kind of like memes, you know, it's like, if you missed out on the, like the rise of memes, like you, you get kind of lost in the waters now. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, it's like how there's memes of people showing a meme to their parent, and their parents, like, I have no idea why <laughs> like, that's funny. What is funny. going on? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> why are you laughing at this? I'm yeah. like, and then you have to be like, fuck, like, there's like six years of memes and mental health information <laughs> wrapped into why this thing is funny yep. right now. You know, like, it's like, there's a lot to unbox when you get there, you know?
1: Totally. I mean, memes <laughs> and TikToks and all that, it's just like inside jokes, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what that used to be. And it, it's not even so much that anyone's ever trying to like exclude others, but it's like if you weren't on the farm working with so and so at yeah. the time when this funny thing happened, then you just you wouldn't get it. Like yeah, it can be explained to
0: you, but it's never as funny. Yeah, you missed out. You know. And you okay, not only did you personally miss out on the experience, the experience missed out on you. So like anybody else who is there experiencing the thing, like you're not a part of the memory of the thing. Yeah. Like, that, and then that automatically means that those people who experienced that thing, they are now forming more bonds. They b- bonded over that experience. Yeah. Like, and you missed out on that and that missed out on you. Yeah. You were not a part of the furthering the bonding of the relationship there. So it's like, even if we can talk about negative impacts of using social media, if, there are positive impacts of the collective use of social media because a bunch of people can get together and collectively be like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like you saw this and that and this and that. And we all saw these things together. Oh yeah. That's so funny. This is horrible. Look how stupid this guy is. Look at this. And we can like build this further relationship and whatnot from these shared experiences. So if you're not tapped in, then you are also missing out on the building of those things, which is kind of interesting. It's like, it's like if you don't watch a show that yeah. everyone is watching. Yeah, everybody's talking about everybody's it. Everybody's talking about it, and then they're and then they start to be like, "Why aren't you even? Why aren't you watching it? What's yeah. wrong with you?" I
1: can't afford Hulu. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: can't afford I can't Netflix. Afford it. No. Um, but yeah, no. It's kind of it's it's kind of interesting. So it's like the you know the impact of using it or not using it on the individual, and then the the actual like what you are actually missing out on if you choose not to. Right, like if you choose not to be a part of something that is pretty dominant, Mm -hmm. right, and that's not to say that there's not other things that you can choose to be a part of that would very easily fulfill the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, if you don't want to be a part of the the circles that are growing because of social media interactions, then like you can find them. They're few and farther between, I think, in in America at least. Yeah, Um, but they're definitely alive (laughs) they definitely exist there's a lot of anti-social media people yeah um but yeah really interesting um really interesting i think like when it's when it comes comes down to that it's like oh yeah like fuck like if i use social media in a certain way it makes me feel really bad yeah But then like if i don't know what's going on with social media i and then also surrounded by people who are all like you know knowing about what's going on in social media and And then I'm like, oh fuck, am I missing out? Like, you know, and like, fear missing out is powerful, man. It's very powerful. Yeah. FOMO. Um, (laughs) and I, I feel like I do a decent job of, of being fairly detached from a lot of things. Cause just, I think because of the, the groundwork, the foundation that is that like, there's a lot of things that I just simply don't care about. Yeah. Um, You know, someone approaches me and says, did you hear that so-and-so got married? And it's not somebody who I know personally, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't personally know them. It's like a celebrity of some kind. Like, I'm just, I'm actually like past the point of apathy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I I just, I'm like, oh, and then I'm immediately, I'm not trying to talk more about it. Yeah. Unless someone's like, oh my God, you know, like, well, like there's this and this and this and then yeah. like, I'm, I might be walking away, but like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like I might hear you out, but also it's just like,
1: I, I don't know. Yeah. I might not even respond. Yeah. The level of care I have for celebrity weddings is, yeah. I don't know if it can be measured. I doubt, I doubt it can. It's pretty low. It's pretty low. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. So
1: But then there's like there's people that like that's a lot of what they care about. Yeah. And and that's fine. If you're into that, if you think that's exciting, cool. Like there's a lot of yeah, I mean you know, follow your passions. Like a lot of people have like a write a blog about it.
0: You can have a club about that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Book club about celebrity weddings. Right. Um That being said, like the fear of missing out is actually a crazy powerful psychological tool with, with humans. And that's a lot of what makes all of this social media stuff continue is that it's, you know, people looking for something that they might not have in their own life or feeling like they're missing out Mm -hmm. because of what they see on there. And so they continue to look through all of these things where it's like, Oh, well this person bought a new house. I'm jealous but also I want to see this and I'm going to slightly live vicariously through that because, and I have no information to back this up whatsoever, but I feel like when humans observe something, part of their mind is almost almost making them feel like it happened to them. So, you know, you observe somebody buying a house or you observe somebody buying a car, you observe somebody going on a vacation, through these social social media posts, yeah, and it's almost like it happened to you too. Yeah, extent. yeah,
0: it's like it's like you know you you see the W and you you yeah. feel like you got the W too.
1: Yeah, and I guess I lied. There is certain information that can back that up. Yeah, know? we talked about it last episode. Yeah, the kindness thing, like observing kindness, yeah, receiving kindness, or enacting out a kind act yourself, um, yeah. all have similar similar impacts. benefits. Yeah. Um, which means. That maybe not fully, but in regards to other things that aren't kind, um, you might also have similar implications going on. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. Which is interesting.
1: Yeah, just like you know, you're not getting any business, and you're putting advertisements, you're putting flyers everywhere, you're doing all this stuff, and you just you can't get a single client, and you're like, what the heck do I do? So you. Read a book. You take a psychology class. You go through all these things, and you start using all of these tools. And you're like, "Hey, this is a limited limited time deal. I'm already helping out like people. You know, they've really loved this product, um, but I've only got five slots left. And like, I can deliver it to you monthly, um, but we're we're limited availability. Like, then all of a sudden, you have clients, and people are like, "Oh, I want to get in this spot. I want to like." They're worried about missing out, and they don't even like your product, and yet you're selling it to them anyways because they just didn't want to miss out on the deal. Yeah classic. It's all classic. over the place. like everywhere you see, like you play online video games. What are the most sought after uh, microtransactions in those games? The limited availability stuff? Yeah. like, oh, I can buy this thing anytime. I can get I can get it whenever doesn't matter i like it a lot so i'm gonna buy it eventually but i don't really care about it that much because i can just have it whenever so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna buy the limited availability one because then i'll look cool yeah because like people that play this game a year from now aren't ever going to be able to have it yeah
0: Mm. yeah it's interesting humans are so interesting
1: yeah
2: Hmm.
1: And I don't know how that relates to, like, being lonely, but I do know that, like, the fear of missing out itself can feel lonely when you feel like everyone else is doing something yeah. and you're not.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, that, that's one of the most, like, commonly pointed out problems, I think, with social media is, like, that the um feelings of envy or the feelings of comparison um which is something that you can point out before social media existed um through television um through like advertisements even you know like like makeup companies and and um you know other types of Yeah. Like, you know, cigarette companies and all that jazz. Like, people have been using psychology and using um, almost like banking on their own potential to make you feel inadequate. Yeah. In some form, right? Like, it's like, you know, think of a shampoo commercial. Okay, right now, hold on. think give of me it. a second, yeah. think of it. Um Garnier. <laughs> okay, but got it. so in the in the shampoo commercial, yeah, right. It's like, oh, are you tired of greasy or dry <laughs> split ends like. You, <laughs> you can't
1: make that face when you're doing this commercial, Alex. <laughs> Do you're you making wish me you uncomfortable. Had
0: luscious, brilliant, shining, beautiful locks.
1: No, I like, don't.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like Alex, hair with volume and Can and you see bounce. that? You should be in a hair commercial. Is like, your hair Thank is looking you. good today? Thank you um, so much. But you know, it's like and it's like they're saying all these things and all these words, yeah. right? And but. And they've got somebody on the screen who is like been recently manicured with all these products and has been like the lighting is all in a specific way to make their face look a specific way like if they had any wrinkles they're removed like their hair is made to look like the most perfect hair you ever could imagine whatever the fuck that they invested thousands
1: of dollars to make this person look
0: yeah incredible and they invested even more money to sell you the idea that what that person looks like is the ideal idea of health and perfection, quote unquote, um, and beauty and beauty, yeah, right. And so it's just like all this, like banking on your inadequacies. Um, so it is kind of an interesting thing, right? It's like that was happening before social media. It's just that I think where in the case of um, a company or a corporation or a market, you know, using a marketing strategy that is functioning in. A way that you could you probably safely describe as malicious, if you're using and or trying to make people feel inadequate as a way to make them buy your product or feel like they need to buy your product because they're not good enough as they are, and you're going to reinforce that idea to make them purchase. That I believe is like you know safe to categorize as malicious in, in my opinion. <laughs> um, so agreed. It, you know, it's like you could take that and then. The comparative version with social media is, in my opinion, a bit less, would be less categorized as malicious. I don't think so. I think more, right, you've got other weird psychological things coming into play with what people like to post. And then now as we're getting further down the line, it's getting getting even more weird because of algorithms and all that jazz. So it's not only, not only what do people want to post and what goes into that is what part of themselves do they want to display. Mm-hmm. Or if they're making like a specific type of content, like whether it's like comedic or informational or if it's like, you know, satirical or whatever it is, right? And how they're choosing to display that content. There's a lot of things that go into why people are posting what they're posting and what, why you're seeing what you're seeing when you're on social media. So I believe, like, there is a lot more nuance when it comes into it. It's, you know, out of the realm of the malicious, psychological, you know, preying on people through, through vicious marketing schemes. Um, I, I think that it's, it's a weirder mixture of a lot of different things because there's a lot more people involved, naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, there's, there's just so many individuals and there's so much less, um, like not in every single case you know there's some people that are very methodical and planned out but I, but i would say less less organized planning about what's getting posted um, when it comes to like the impact that it's going to have right like and or making somebody do something it's like the, the form that we have now is making somebody click on something and making yeah. somebody watch something it's less of like, let's try to extract their resources. Yeah. Even though you're extracting their attention, which is a resource, I guess. Yeah. Right? Like their time. It is. Time and attention is a resource. There are
1: internet browsers that will
0: pay you for
1: your attention.
0: Yeah. Literally. Um, so, I mean, it is an interesting comparison to make between the, you know, the, the swap from just advertising being what we're discussing and then now it, it happening with social media. Mm-hmm. Um. But... I guess at least it's less malicious and it's more <laughs> just a product of yeah. weird, a mixture of weird behaviors and then algorithms that were then developed off of psychology and behaviors that we have exhibited. Yeah. Um, so, but I think like at the end of the day, it's regardless of if it's coming from a, a malicious source or if the attention was non malicious. And this actually applies to a lot of different areas, which makes kind of interesting um, whether or not the intention was malicious or not, if the impact is still what the impact is, then it's like, damn, damn, where are we now? Like, we still have a problem to deal with, right? And so, of course, if the intention is malicious, then we can like, we can point a finger at an entity and be like, there was malicious intent coming from this and they need to like, you know, face some fines or some questions or potentially just be put out of business if if that's the case. Um, And then when it comes to a non-malicious intent, it's like, well, then maybe it's more, on the individual and individuals involved and from that point even you could get into the realm of like improving collective nature and collective community if all the individuals involved have to be like hey like you know we we've been posting this type of content because the algorithms favor this type of content because that's the type of content that we like Psychologically, are f- drawn to for some, you know, like mm-hmm. we're we're preying on psychology, um, to create content that yeah. you know that um, you know, really really pings certain receptors in our brain, and we've just been doing that, and progressively getting better at doing that, right? Yeah. So then it's like, if that's all we're doing is just like kind of <laughs> preying on our own psychology to make content that like more and more encapsulates our attention. Um, but if it's not valuable or impactful, I don't know. It's kind of a weird, kind of a weird mixture of things. And if the, if the impact is still that you are hit with this sense of inadequacy from surfing in the same way that you're hit with a sense of inadequacy from a marketing campaign or a commercial that you watch, if if that's still the impact, then it's like, fuck man. Like what, you know, is, is one of them better or worse, et cetera. You know, is that, is that not even the point? Like, do we not even need to just, you know, say which one is worse or decide that it's like just deciding that if something is making you feel an inadequacy um, for no reason at all, then that we can categorize that as, as a negative in your life. Right. Like, and then it's like, I don't know before you get there. Right. It's like, you have to determine if the inadequacy that you're feeling is real or stimulated by an external source. Yeah. That's not, you know, like not actually. And like, that can get troublesome too if these things are impacting your actual self-image. Yeah. So it gets weird, man. It gets weird if, you know, all you're feeling is like this envy and all that jazz. But that also goes into the realm of like, you know, Chad brought something up about um, perspective. Yeah. Right? Like, of the entire thing, right? And it's like, because I think it's, I think it's one thing to say and accept that, you know, feeling envious or feeling jealousy or or going through a cycle of comparison and being like, oh, well, dang, that person's working really hard and, and achieving these things. And like, I haven't done shit, whatever. I think like saying and accepting that those things are normal to happen, mm-hmm. um, I think is like beautiful. But also I think it's, it's weird. It gets into a weird area because I don't I don't want those things to be like, Oh yeah, it's normal to experience those. So then we should just keep on rolling with that and keep on rolling with feeling envious. It's like I feel like we should we should extend the <laughs> statement a bit and yeah. say like, hey, it's normal to experience these things. Um, but then we need to we need to extrapolate more, right? We need to be like, okay, well then, if you're feeling these things, are you being overexposed to you know? a long line of people's successes and you're not yeah. being exposed to any of their failures, right? And then that's making you feel bad because mm-hmm. you have failures. And because in reality, every person has failures. Yeah. So if you're watching somebody and they're only posting successes, right? Like, is that impacting you? Is that making mm-hmm. you feel a certain way? I and mean, you're
1: just seeing like one side of a biased experiment, you know?
0: Totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah, so it's in- it's interesting like when you're, you know, and and like the whole still on the perspective train of like, you know, sure it can be normal to be like, oh, you see somebody win and you're like, dang, I wish I won. Um, but then like, I don't know, are we, do we have a discussion around normalizing, appreciating the fact that somebody else won, you know, and mm-hmm. like really actually being like stoked for somebody else's W. Like. Yeah. Um, it's normal in sports
1: if that's like who you're rooting for, you yeah. know, who's your favorite, what's your t- favorite team or what's your favorite player? Or if it's a single person sport, like, is it a representative of your, of your country yeah. or maybe you don't like your country and you're voting for, or you're, you know, Routing hoping somebody else's um, yeah. country wins. It's yeah. like at that point, all of a sudden people are super stoked yeah. that they won. Yeah. um, Because in a way they're relating themselves to that person or yeah. to that team which makes them feel like they're winning.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So then it's like, if we can take that kind of energy and more readily apply it in areas where one might feel a tinge of inadequacy or a little ping of comparison or envy or something that makes them say like, Oh wow, look how great they are. I don't feel like I'm that great. You know, it's like, it's like, what, you know, is that, is that then a strategy that can be deployed at that moment to be like, okay, well, like if, if you do get a ping of that jealousy or envy or, or um, FOMO or comparison, is it, is it then like that, that's the time to then be like, treat it like a sports team, like treat it like a fucking, like, not only treat it like a sports team, but treat it like a goddamn, like fuel for the fire. Like, yeah. you know, like be like, oh my God, like, Damn, fuck yeah. They just fucking, they slayed it. That's sick. I need to fucking, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna get there. Or yeah. I wanna do that. Or I wanna do equally as good in the thing that I'm doing if mm-hmm. you're, if you're watching somebody win in something that's not particularly your thing, right? Like,
2: yeah.
0: It's like, are, is there a conversation around normalizing that? Mm-hmm. Do we just normalize it without having the conversation? Or is it, you know, it's like, <laughs> like, yeah. Cause I feel like it is something that we, we, there is the conversation that, Feelings of jealousy are normalized, right? Like, like when somebody says, "Manuel," well, you know, they finally kind of Manuel come, Manuel, <laughs> and they they finally kind of come down from their guard, you know, and they're all worked up, and they say, "Well, all right, you know, actually, I was just jealous, and so I was kind of, you know, I got kind of worked up, and I was jealous, and all right. I, had to I deal forgive with those you, emotions. Alex. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like." we've normalized those moments. People can be like, well, it's all right. It's all right to like have that, yo. But you know, like obviously if you're doing something rude or awful because you're jealous that those things are not accepted, yeah. but the jealousy is the accepted part. It's the, it's the we've had that conversation, right? Like, mm-hmm. the, you know, not as in you and me, but us as humans collectively, we have had the conversation of, of jealousy being a, um, a normally occurring thing. And so that's not something to like, you know, beat, on your, beat yourself up about, you know, like, you don't want to fuck yourself up just because you've gotten a feeling of jealousy. Right. So it is interesting and it would be cool if we could also normalize the conversation of the what then after Mm -hmm. the normalization of the jealousy, Yeah, if we can move past and, and or extend that um, normalization there to also include the, the appreciation or the, or the, okay, well, Instead of feeling that jealousy and and using it in a negative cloud on myself, like how can I turn that into like a fucking ray of sunshine or yeah. or a fucking nitrous boost for my fucking car that I'm driving here, man? Like, because I'm Alex, driving somewhere. We've talked about this. You don't have a car anymore, dude. Look, I can hook nitrous up to my to Nate's bike.
1: <laughs> no, you can't. Yeah. No car. No, I agree though. It's like, how can you? Amplify the shine instead of block the shine. Yeah. And whether it's for you or for someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, 100%. it's like, okay, I see somebody else is shining over there. And they're winning. And I'm jealous of that shine. Yeah. I want to shine like that I too. I to shine. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to convince my friend to shine with me in that same way by just getting his own grow tent in his own garage so I can grow <laughs> microgreens with him. Because I see Emily and Alex doing fun stuff over here. And it's like, man, I can't fit a microgreen growing tent in my house. Like, what am I supposed to do?
0: You can fit it in DC's house. I can fit it in DC's garage. God. So it's like, there's always a solution. There's always a solution. Yeah. You know, and this is why it's really important to to make connections. Yeah, true. So you can grow microgreens in your friend's garage. Yeah, absolutely. It's really important.
1: Well, that's another point. (laughs) <laughs> is i think a lot of loneliness is perpetuated by i guess failing on purpose you know pushing mm-hmm. pushing people away um i know myself when i get depressed lonely just not feeling great in general i tend to spend less time with
0: others yeah 100% I, same
1: i curl up I, I it's almost like i'm seeking To be more lonely.
0: Yeah, it's wild, man. It's actually fucked. (laughs) Like, every time I start to feel down and depressed, it's just like immediately I'm like, even though what I know really helps me is actually connecting with somebody and actually fucking seeing somebody, hanging out with somebody and just like, being really 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 with them and like really seeing somebody um and then it's like but i get depressed and i'll just not i'll just not i'll just reach out less somebody will text me and i'll just like not reply and like and sometimes sometimes i feel like i have conscious depressed thoughts when i'm in those when i'm in those times because it's not a constant and an always i'd go through swings And, but sometimes I don't feel like I have very clear or conscious depressed thoughts. And I honestly feel like what happens for me is a more, a very overwhelming sense of apathy. I like start to like, feel like I'm disconnected from everything. And like, I just do not care. Like not even like, oh, fuck that or fuck this, but it's like, something comes up and no emotions arise towards the thing.
1: I can relate to that. You
0: know, it's like somebody says something and I'm like, okay,
1: maybe it's a Pisces thing. (laughs) I think it's a depression (laughs) thing. (laughs) But yeah, no, I know what you mean. So it is rough. And it's, it's always like at the back of your mind, you know exactly what you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, To like get ahead of it and to, do better for yourself and to get into a better mental state Yeah, and uh, mental state again mindset mental state all that stuff <clears throat> it kind <clears> of <throat> sorry goodness Topo Chico is getting to me Damn, uh, Topo. <laughs> shout out Topo Chico the best sparkling water
0: but we're not sponsored but we'd like to good. be
1: it'd, it'd be cool if we were I don't know how hard Topo Chico sponsorships are to get I'd imagine they're pretty difficult we can swing it yeah but it it always comes back to mindset for me because i feel like i actively choose which way i'm going and it it it's not always easy like sometimes it's easy to be like oh yes i'm super stoked today can't wait to go do the podcast podcast can't yeah. wait to like you know check on growing stuff with with dc and you know do schoolwork, whatever it is. Like I I can be stoked for it some days, but then other days I'm just completely apathetic. I don't care. I'm like, what's the point? Yeah. I, and it, and it's not like, like I know that I do care about those things at the end of the day, but it's so hard to muster up that same excitement and motivation when I'm, when I don't have that, that mindset. And I think a lot of that is related to what I am doing on a day to day basis and how I am addressing my own self-awareness of my mindset and the little things that I do, like scrolling on social media and how I'm engaging with others. And if I'm actively trying to take the best step forward in each interaction that I have with other individuals um, and just my own self-care, Yeah. Um, as soon as like that stuff starts slipping and I'm like, just letting all these moments pass by instead of active, actively engaging in them, mm. then I find myself kind of getting more and more into a rut. Yeah. And I think accountability can be really important in those instances of like setting up accountability for the things that you want to do and the relationships that you want to progress in your life. Because once you have that accountability, just that baseline can help you stay out of that rut all the way. Yeah. And, and just like how I'm coming here in person, it's like, Like you were saying earlier, like, oh, I need to clean this up. I need to do this. And you're thinking about what Jose's doing. That's me. Uh, (laughs) What what he's doing to, you know, set up for this. And he's driving over and he's getting his stuff ready. And it provides this accountability of like, okay, even if Alex is not in the best place right now, in a bit of a slump, not feeling that great, feeling a bit apathetic about things, how long should I make this list? Because... I don't want to make you feel worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that was a pretty good one. No, okay. you, you, I think cool. you hit it. Cool. So, you know, how, how can you really stay in that rut if if I'm coming over here? Like you have to have a certain amount of Alex that shows up today yeah, that absolutely. is here in this podcast. It's true. And that alone, that accountability alone is going to force you, to a baseline, right? Because if I'm coming over and you're just like completely gone and like not having it, making it really difficult for us to start recording the podcast, then like maybe I don't come over next week and we figure something else out. Maybe we take a week off or like whatever. But the fact that you do rise to the occasion and put yourself out there on these podcasts, even when you're not feeling that great about it, uh maybe not about the podcast specifically, but just Alex in general. Um it just it really helps and it, it sets that accountability. I think people setting accountability things for themselves is really important. Yeah. And and just when they have an opportunity, like I remember there are times in my life where I just decided I'm like, I'm going to say yes to any opportunity that I get because I am feeling like such crap right now in my life. I'm so sick of what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis. I'm not doing anything for myself. I'm drinking too much. I'm playing too many video games. I'm miserable in my relationship. I like all these things that have happened at times in my life that aren't constructive towards myself or growing in any way, shape or form. I've gotten so sick of it that I'm just like, okay, I need a way out. And I don't know exactly what it is, but I know that if I start saying yes and I start putting in effort towards any like good opportunity that comes my way, because obviously if someone is like, hey, you want to smoke crack? That's not a good opportunity.
0: That's a pretty good opportunity. (laughs) Crack is somewhat expensive.
1: No, it's not a good opportunity. (laughs) Um, Don't take those ones. Drugs are bad. Uh, Well, some drugs are bad. There are beneficial drugs out there and most of them are actually plants. Plants and coincidentally fungus. Not approved by the FDA. Oh yeah. Uh or Big Pharma. A lot of drugs from Big Pharma are very bad and they have made a lot more bad ones than good ones, let me tell you that. True. That's a whole other story though. It's a whole other so, story. So I start saying yes, right, to all yeah. of these opportunities and little by little I found myself in situations where I'm accountable for something. yeah, And that keeps me at a baseline of like, okay, I have to do this. I agreed to do this. I said yes. And I'm pushing through, even on the days that are really hard. Yeah. But more often I'm finding that there's a lot more good days than bad days. And we don't have 100% good days, but I think a good goal is to make more good days than bad days like for a start and then maybe shoot for 75% and maybe shoot for 80% from there. And
0: why don't you just have more good days?
1: Yeah. Why don't you just have more good days? Why don't you just be positive? You
0: know, you've been looking like yeah. you've been having some bad days recently. You yeah. should try having some Absolutely. good days. And it's funny too, because
1: I think about all of the things that I want to do on a creative level, on a personal level, on just a, a working and financial level relationships, whatever. I think about all these things and I'm like, I've got so many ideas and I want to do all of them. And, and then there's days when I'm just feeling like crap and I don't know, maybe feeling a little bit lonely and apathetic. Yeah. And it's like, what do I do? And then I look back at this long list of things and I'm like, well, I can start on any of this. Yeah. And I think most people know what they need to do but they don't want to do it.
0: Yeah. I I also think that the list, the list itself is overwhelming.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's super overwhelming.
0: Especially when you're like, if you're a person out there who feels like me or Jose, where it's like, you've got a big list. Yeah. Like some people don't have like a list of ideas of things that they want to do or th- could do in life. But if you do feel like you have that list going on, like, and it's really big it can be really overwhelming you know
1: yeah I don't even look at my list most of the time
0: yeah cause it's overwhelming almost ever <laughs> <laughs> but I know that I'm like slowly <laughs>
1: taking pieces out of it you know
0: yeah 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 the list is impacting you yeah that's for sure
2: absolutely yeah mm. man yeah it's, it's interesting man I um
0: I think every time that those feelings hit me and I, I decide, you know, I, I like that you do say like it is a choice because I, I agree. And there's so many factors that, that, you know, impact you on your way to your decisions. So
2: yeah. you know,
0: each one of those choices, right? And, and depending on how severe the slump is that you're feeling and how, how strong the apathy is, you know, those, those moments can be harder or easier. Um, Cause yeah, there's definitely times where I, I wake up and I, and I'm like, fuck yeah. Like I have enough, like, I have enough juice to like, like mental juice. Like I might, I might be tired. Yeah. I might be like off five hours of sleep cause I'm a night owl and like, you know, that's not uncommon for me to stay up too late and then. The light, it gets light and I wake up and I can't go back to bed. (laughs) It gets light. It gets light out and I just can't go back to bed. You know, it's like, so there's, there's many times where I I wake up from, you know, five or six hours of sleep and sometimes, you know, those things stay consistent whether or not I'm going through a slump of depression. Um, But sometimes I wake up with enough juice to get myself up and excited like be like be excited and be actually like stoked and have enough juice to like rile up emily like rile my partner and be like yo like you know get her like all excited and ready for the day and like kind of get us both onto this like kind of juiced up level of just being like fuck yeah like let's get it you know like we'll roll up the bed put that shit away and like do a workout and like you know like sometimes i have like enough juice to do all those things and like i feel like i'm like like focused enough that i can do with them all and i feel like the trouble is is that all that stuff is usually like lined with the fact that i care about things and so it gets really fucking hard when apathy just starts to soar to like you know levels that are just unbelievable toxic levels toxic levels of apathy yeah it's you know because it's like when that affects your when that impacts your baseline it's like then it becomes like a whole thing of like (laughs) you literally just sit there (laughs) and you're like i've got this list of things that i think i know i want
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but like I'm having trouble accessing that. Yeah. It's hard to know if you even want them anymore. Yeah, it's weird, man. It's like, it's almost like when when apathy gets to a certain point, it like, I feel like it shuts off a sector, like the sector of your brain that lets you access the feelings, like certain feelings that you have towards those things. Right. It's like I totally agree. It's like all of a sudden you're just like, man, I can't even I can't even rile the excitement that I had for this thing that is like one of my most favorite and or like loved things, you know? And it's yeah. like, I've, you know, like just like a crazy impactful level. So, um, but in those times it's, it's actually where it's so impactful for me to have connections and to have those like times and to have like a moment like this where you're coming over and we're recording the podcast. It's like, I don't know. It's it's. I think it's like dialogue and, um, engaging, yeah. really engaging, can help break through and help penetrate some of the, the cloud of apathy that yeah. shrouds fucking what feels like everything. Yeah, during some times. um, which is really fucking awesome. Like, yeah this is one of the reasons why i've like i've always loved um where i work right it's like i've always been able to go there be myself and have some really impactful conversations and that has been one of the major reasons why i can go there on a good day or a bad day and leave feeling good yeah like because i i start i just get engaged i get engaged with people about a whole number of different topics, you know, like when you and me work together, like it was awesome. I had a great time, whether we were just fucking around and doing silly shit or if it was busy as fuck and we were all like busting ass in there that's or that's fun. Yeah. Or if we we're just like in some really deep talks, you know, it's like, yeah, uh, we've, there's been a plethora of deep talks that happened in the kitchen. um, And I think, you know, that's one of the major reasons why I've been able to go there on a day where I feel like, trash and then leave feeling rejuvenated because on the days where i feel like trash like we just established i'm way less likely to reach out or respond to people when i'm in that state but then work and in this case we can actually categorize that as an accountability
1: yeah absolutely
0: creates a situation where I have to show up and bring a certain amount of myself. Like yeah. you were saying for the podcast, even I have to show up and I have to bring a certain amount of myself. That's the accountability that I have. That's the responsibility that I have for that thing, right? Like so just having to do that created the environment where I I could actually be engaged with something and with somebody. And I think this actually speaks a bit to the the um the strength of the impact of just being with somebody Mm -hmm. when they are in a terrible state and when they are feeling really down and feeling really bad and feeling really depressed and apathetic. Um, Because just being with them and just being willing to engage with them and get them to be engaged in something is going to play a role in like breaking them out and like helping them like not feel that feeling. Yeah. Even if it's just for like a couple hours, Right? It's like, maybe you leave and I feel fucking slumped again mm-hmm. today. But like, if you didn't come over, my whole day would be slumped. Yeah. Right? Like, that's the difference. And so, it, like, it is like very impactful, right? It's like, even to just like, because when you're in the middle of a fucking, a, a, a bout or a fit of apathy. A and slumpage. A slumpage. <laughs> uh, um, you know, even a few hours of reprieve is like, glorious. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So, um, Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Here to support you. Appreciate it, man.
1: Apathy is weird, man. Like yeah, it's man. funny because even when even when you're feeling that way, you don't even want to not feel that way. Like I don't know if, about yeah. you, yeah, but yeah, for no, no. me that's how it goes. It's like I almost like your your desires and your wants are so far away that you're like I don't even care that I feel like this like I don't want anything. I don't even want to not want anything.
0: It dude. It's such a like contradictive and weird, like kind of paradoxical, like Mm -hmm. um but also at the same time it isn't like it makes sense, right? It's like you just you're just in this it's like this nothing is nothing. Yeah. Everything is nothing and nothing is nothing and I am nothing and I am everything and that's nothing and it doesn't nothing fucking matters. Nothing feels like anything. Nothing hits me in any type of way. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like I'm a fucking like a formless entity floating through space and there's asteroids flying every which way, but nothing's grazing me. Yeah. Like I'm not feeling a damn thing, you know, like
1: not a damn thing, not
0: a damn thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really interesting, man. Um, But yeah, I do think that, you know, these moments, right, 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 right now I'm feeling a damn thing feeling some damn things, feeling damn um, things. Yeah. So those moments where you really, really not only they, like have an accountability or a responsibility, because mm-hmm. that, I think that can be somewhat misconstrued and sometimes synonymous. So understandably misconstrued, sometimes yeah. synonymous with an obligation. Yeah. Um, like work, work is an accountability, but it is an also an obligation. Right. Right. Like those are, sometimes go hand in hand, um, you know, this case is different. I'm not obligated to have you over. We're not obligated to do the podcast. Yeah. Although I want to, like, we've made it an obligation. Yeah. Because we're like, that's how we want it to be. Yep. But in terms of like, is there a consequence beyond the fact that we just don't get the podcast done this week? Like, no. There's not much of a podcast, or not much of a consequence. There's not much of a podcast either. Not much of a podcast either. But it's not much of a consequence to, yeah. That, you know, um, for sure. Although, you know. Personally, I think there is, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I would feel terrible and fucked yeah. about it because I want to be doing this yeah. regularly.
1: I'd feel pretty bad.
0: Yeah. Um, but there's not an external consequence, right? Like yeah. I, don't, I don't have somebody who's going to call me and be like, what the fuck? Maybe somebody would. Maybe somebody in my family would be like, hey, where's the fucking podcast episode? I was looking forward to episode nine or 10. Right. Or 50, you know? Where is it? 75. 75. Um, yeah, so I don't want that to be... Um, misconstrued but sometimes sometimes they're similar and sometimes that's okay
1: I feel like the whole apathy thing really stems from like your nervous system Mm. just kind of shutting down and like not having a good time and I don't know like which part of your nervous system I'm not like uh, a studied doctor psychologist but you know I know that it relates to that and that to have your nervous system come online and start caring about those things again and not be apathetic anymore. Yeah. You kind of have to set that baseline, which is related to communicating with others. It's yeah. related to physical touch. It's yeah. related yeah. to exercise, your diet, all of these things. All these things. When you have all of these things in balance, your nervous system comes online. Yeah. And there are things that um can make it really hard to even get there to get your nervous system functioning the way it should, you know, trauma inhibits a lot of things. Yeah. Um, different mental things that you might have going on. Yeah, mental well, mental um, behavior too. Yeah. Like and your, mindset, all these things. All those things.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting.
1: Yeah. Just draining your dopamine nonstop for hours, just scrolling on social media, like yeah. all those things. Like when your dopamine's drained, when your serotonin's completely whack. Yeah. Like it all contributes to how your body and your mind function yeah, with it, your nervous system it's all a bunch of chemicals yeah
0: it's which is really really interesting actually like it's kind of funny to think about but every anytime like something you know i'm feeling bad or down or like i'm struggling with something right it's like um i i have to tell myself like well like i have to take an action like i have to i have to perform an action of some kind yep because just sitting is not going to do fuck all like it's not going to change anything right so then it's like but then i also you know i kind of like relate that and think about that with like if you just take a human right like and 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 people be like oh well like why is it you know like why is being happy hard or like why is like why is anything difficult and and all that jazz and it's like i don't know like when you just think of like effort versus non-effort and it's like you look at the human who has non-effort meaning they literally don't move they just lay down and then the human who has effort who moves around who who seeks things who seeks food and yeah. fulfills desires and achieves goals and and puts effort right it's like the human who's laying down and not doing anything is going to die very quickly <laughs> like, yeah it's going to wither away and just yeah and be shot and destroyed just fucking wrecked you yeah. you're donezo movement alone keeps people alive yeah and it's really interesting yeah. like also as human beings we're i mean we for the better part of our evolution, we're moving. Yeah, nonstop, Like a lot, a lot, you know? So.
1: And we're better at it
0: than any other creature. Like. You think so? To an extent, I mean, like. I don't know, I wish I could fly sometimes. I wish well, I was like a flying squirrel.
1: We're not that great at flying, all right? But, you know, like we can train ourselves <laughs> <laughs> to be good at flying if we had wings. True. Um, but no, it's it, in the same way that like, humans can technically run longer than cheetahs or oh, run right. longer than horses yeah. and and horses are animals that are bred to go long distances you know yeah. and it's just crazy that humans can train to an extent where they could keep going longer than any horse or any yeah you know wild cat out there it is wild it is wild yeah. Yeah. And that also makes me think about what we may or may not be discussing next week. Yeah. Pursuit of happiness mm. and what that might entail mm. and what that means to you. Yeah.
0: I like that. Yeah. I like that. Because it also which, relates to too, loneliness.
1: Yeah. It relates a lot to loneliness. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, if we kind of want to wrap this up, I feel like. within the realm of loneliness and feeling lonely. And for me, I guess, where I kinda wanna, where I kinda wanna summarize it is with taking action and especially in the midst of apathy, taking action. And apathy can be funny to navigate when it comes to action because like you can be apathetic and be like, well, what's the point in taking the action? But you can also kind of flip it on its head and be like, what's the point in not taking the action? Like, yeah. I don't care about doing it, but I also don't care about not doing it. So True. why don't I just do it and see what happens? Cause I don't care anyway. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, hope the hornet's nest. Yeah, you know, it's like, you can do funny things with <laughs> it and see if it works for you, but who knows. Um, but yeah, taking action, I think like any, any time that I like suffer from, you know, feelings of loneliness or any other type of mental, problem or trouble like taking action is just always the first thing that's starts to benefit me where i start to see any like yeah. improvement whether that's like just getting up and, and being like you know what i'm gonna hit up my friend because i'm gonna get on apex because i feel like playing video games because like that's all i can muster in me right now because mm-hmm. i'm feeling so fucked i'm gonna just play video games and distract myself from feeling fucked or like or I'm just going to use this to help myself feel better for a little bit because I don't feel anything at all right now. Yeah. And, you know, and instead of laying there in my bed feeling like shit and like getting lost in my noggin about stuff, I'm going to, I'm going to hit up my friend and be like, yo, play some Apex with me, you know? Yeah. And then I'll probably have a fun time and I'll probably laugh a bit while we're on the voice chat together and I'll probably have some good interactions with my friend and like, that'll like generally just be better than sitting there not doing anything, right? And then like, from then on, it's like, yeah, and then I can, like, go for a walk. And, like, that feels really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just actually taking the action of of reaching out. Which, again, you know, like, this is not, not to say that it's any of this stuff is easy. But in the midst of loneliness and apathy and all that jazz, it's, like, not only is it more important, arguably, to maintain and, and exercise your connections and all that jazz, but to... um but I think it's like more impactful too yeah. know, during those times, right? Like, like, don't get me wrong. It's always impactful for me to have a genuine connection and a genuine moment with somebody and they are really impactful all the time, but there's almost nothing that's comparably impactful to when you are ripped out of the cloud of apathy Yeah. by a conversation with somebody that you love and who loves you. So True. If that's not motivation to reach out, you know, I don't know what is, but yeah. hopefully it is. I hope so. Hopefully it is. Yeah. So that being said, thank you so much for coming. If you made it this far, thanks for tuning in.
1: Yeah. And if you're still listening, um, we really appreciate you being here. We've made our first milestone. We've been doing this every week for over two months now which is really cool yeah episode nine that is over yeah, two months it's over two months yeah and we have been slowly progressing in other fronts um alex is wearing an awesome shirt right now yeah that we made together um yes. which we will have a link to our store in the uh episode the description oh in the episode uh, description in the episode description Oh. It was in the last episode description too, but we haven't brought it up yet because we're not pushers. We just like to share what we love making with you guys. True. When it feels right. And um, there'll be more stuff to come, but it's going to be limited. Uh, (laughs) You know, this season only... We only got five shirts available. Yeah, you're not... As soon as this season of the podcast is over, you're not going to be able to get this
0: stuff anymore. There's no way, Jose. We're going to use all of the most advanced predatory marketing techniques that you've ever seen or heard of. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to feel so compelled to buy some of our merch. Yes. Because it's going to help you find all of your wires.
1: Yeah. Find those wires. We're missing wires. You're missing wires.
0: We actually just sell um, little plastic clips that help you keep (laughs) your wires organized. (laughs) We should though.
1: That would be so funny. (laughs) No. um, Yeah, check out our awesome Instagram where we haven't made any posts yet. Um, Follow us on there. Direct message us on there. Let us know all the stuff that you don't like about us. wires
0: uh, underscore podcast. That's our Instagram.
1: Yes. Uh, or send us an email and all this will be in the
0: podcast stuff too. But Yeah, we'll have our links in the podcast yeah. description. As always, if you have any thoughts or comments or concerns or questions or things you wanted to add, or if there's topics that you would like us to discover or talk about or touch on in the future, you can also let us know that stuff. Send us a message. We'll be happy to hear from you. Thanks so much. Peace. 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 Peace.